You're listening to the Bougie Boss Podcast, a podcast specifically designed for the classy, bossed-up woman who's looking to build her empire and start living the life that she deserves. I am your host, Marissa Janae, so grab a glass of wine, sit back, take notes, and enjoy the show. Welcome, 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 and welcome back to the Bougie Boss Podcast. This is your host, Marissa Janae, Kingdom Boss, Christian Lifestyle Coach, aka the Future Wife Coach, and author. Welcome back, my base, to another week of the Bougie Boss Podcast. I hope that you are enjoying your Monday, that you have enjoyed your weekend, or if you are listening to this podcast throughout the week, I do pray that you are enjoying your day. If you are listening for the very first time, welcome. Make sure that you comment, that you rate, and that you subscribe to the podcast, and also share it out there to the friends that you know may need to hear this podcast. Also, for my babes that have been rocking with me since day one, welcome back, my babes. Make sure that you do the same as well. I am going to go ahead and jump on into our church announcements for the week because I do have a special guest on for this week. So you already know what your girl's going to tell you. Do not forget to register right now for Relationship Goals 101, the Blueprint Conference and Retreat, taking place in South Beach, Miami, Florida, September 18th through 19th. These speakers are about to be released, guys, and I told you before, I warned you for how many months now? We even changed the date. Now it's coming down to the wire when the speakers will be released. So if you have not yet gotten your tickets, get them now before they are sold out. My speakers are raring to go to get their communities into this conference. So do not be left out when the speakers are announced. Book your rooms, get your tickets, invite your good girlfriends, tell your guy friends as well. This conference is for single women, single men, couples, married couples, those that are in relationships, or those that are just in their singleness and want to learn more about doing relationships right and doing relationships the way that God has intended us to do relationships. This is going to be absolutely fun for all of us. There will be some times that we all may be crying, but there will be times that we are laughing and just, you know, soaking up what God has for us at this conference. Make sure you are in the room. This conference is definitely anointed. Uh, Just like my last conference, if you were not there, people are still talking about this conference. So make sure that you are in South Beach, Miami, Florida. I look forward to meeting you. The link to the conference is in the show notes. Also, if you have not yet applied for the Future Wife 90-day boot camp. What are you waiting for? If you are serious about preparing for your husband, if you are serious about achieving wholeness and stop you know, feeling lonely or, you know, stop being frustrated with all of the wrong men in your life and you want to elevate your life, you need to apply for this boot camp. That is 90 days of intensive work on yourself. So make sure that you go ahead and apply for this boot camp. Don't let another second go by or another minute go by that you are not investing in yourself to get to where you want to be. I know you want to be a wife. Why? Because you're listening to this podcast right now. 
blink, blink, blink. All right, ladies. All right, my babes. Let's go ahead and get on into this podcast today. So we are still in the series of preparing for your husband. I know we didn't have a podcast last week. There were some technical difficulties going on last week, but we are back this week with another one of my mentees from the Future Wife 90 Day Bootcamp that is on here to share her experience and to share her story. So I'm excited for you guys to hear from her. Um, you've already heard from one of the mentees and she's going to give a kind of different perspective. I already know on this program. Uh, so Valencia, are you there? Yes, I am. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. So babes, this is Valencia. She is going to give you a little bit more background about herself and I'm just going to step off to the side. So if you can just tell my babes just uh, some, uh, information about Miss Valencia. Absolutely. Yes, as she said, I'm Valencia. I am in my late 40s getting ready to hit the big 5-0. So I am, my past has been um, just a little different than some of the other mentees that I have experienced. Um, I have been in several serious relationships that were um, over a period of time, I've experienced long distance relationships. I've poured myself into multiple different relationships over the years that have not um, developed into anything. Um, it took a lot out of me. Um, I went through spirit periods of depression, anxiety, and I became just lost and confused on, you know, what it is I'm supposed to do. I've been a, a woman that's a lady that's been in church for the whole my whole life. I grew up in church. And so I always wanted to be married. And, you know, I kept saying, where's my husband? Where's my husband? I kept seeking, you know, my husband. Every time I turned around, I was looking at a man and I was thinking, that's my husband. And I just finally got to the point where I just couldn't do it anymore. So I stopped dating and I kind of turned everything off. Um, I had to do that, one, because I have a son um, that made some choices that really distracted me from having a man in my relationship. Um, his choices has landed him incarcerated. Um, so for the last eight years or so, I've been through, you know, when your child goes into prison, you, in a sense, are in there with him. So there was a lot of emotional roller coaster that I went through. And so dating just was not something that I had the capacity to do because all my emotions were given to that. But I started to think, um, I think over the last year, that I wasn't spending any time on me. And I still had the great desire to be a wife. So I started, um, my first thing I did is I ran into a YouTube video on singleness. And so I really started, you know, watching YouTube videos and getting um, just information about being single and embracing your singleness and preparing you for being a wife. And um, I was fortunate enough to be introduced to Marissa through my cousin. And once I heard her podcast, I was completely hooked. And just basically what she was speaking is what I wanted for myself. I wanted to be a wife and I've been wanting to be a wife. So I needed to start preparing. I needed to put the work in. 
um, 10 years ago, um, in my 20s and 30s, I would never have wanted to put the work in that I've had to do in this program. Marissa does push you, but I'm, I can see the difference over the last 90 days just from what this program has done for me. Just even with you saying that and, you know, about the 90 days within this program, who was Valencia at day one of this program? <laughs> Valencia was, um, as Marissa says, she was a closed off person. I have always been very shy, probably is not the word. I am more of a person that observes, but I'm very cautious on who I allow in my circle. Um, I can come across as standoffish, and I don't mean to be that way. Um, I think it just has a lot to do with just my childhood, but I was very closed off. So I wasn't, you know, someone that even for girlfriends or even if there was a man, um, I may not have come across as open. So before I joined this group and my initial uh, meeting with you, Valencia wasn't a person that took that first step to meet somebody. Um, she wasn't one that really spent time on self-love and understood the importance of self-love. Um, you know, yeah, of course I got my nails done and pedicures, but that wasn't investing in myself. So she wasn't who she is today and how she values herself. Um, and she's a lot more open. I've done a lot of things that have been challenged, that Marissa has challenged me to do, that in the beginning when she first told me what she wanted me to do, I was like, I can't do that. And I surprised myself by being able to do some of the things she's asked me to do. Absolutely. So just going back to what you just said, just thinking that you weren't, were not able to do certain things, what clicked in you and said, okay, I can do it. Did you, I mean, did you know that it was you that were, was holding yourself back initially? Like what was it that clicked? I mean, absolutely. It was me, um, me holding myself back. I think it was, you know, I'm always afraid to let people in. I think that's a, uh, the spirit of insecurity um, and fear um, that someone's going to hurt me because I've been hurt multiple times, whether it's been through relationships with men and relationships with girlfriends. So that was fear. And so once I've over started to really get into the word and started my I am statements and truly believing in myself. I took that leap of faith. And when I got my first result, when I took the leap of faith, I was like, okay, this isn't so bad. And, you know, the experience I think I had with, um, that I recently had just going out to a restaurant by myself and, and enjoying a lunch. And, you know, I was sitting next to somebody and the old Valencia wouldn't have spoken. Um, she would ate her lunch, been on her phone, but I spoke to this young lady and, you know, we struck up a great conversation. We talked about church and the word of God, and that's not something I would have done. I think it, what made me ultimately do is release that spirit of fear and insecurity and trust in God and his path for me and what I was believing that he was telling me I needed to do 
And once I stepped out on his word, I was very surprised at the results. Yes, absolutely. And that is absolutely the truth. You have to allow it to happen. You have to allow God to come in to do what he needs to do. If you stay closed off, and this is for everyone that's listening, if you stay closed off, he has no room to work. And then you're still standing in the same position then you you know that you were in the very beginning instead of moving forward so the big word here is allow open up and allow god to come in and work and move so your life can change so you can start to go in the right direction and in month number 1 of this program it's all about getting closer you know, to god and and developing that relationship with God and listening to him and going to him, you know, for everything, because that's what kingdom women do. They are led by the direction of God. So going back to month number one, could you just talk about some of the things that you had to do in month one to build up your relationship, which is still ongoing with God? Um, month number one was truly kind of the introduction to the program. Um, we did spend a lot of time talking about um, investing our time and setting aside specifically time for God. Um, I think all a lot of people, you know, we get on our knees and we pray, we say our prayers at night in the morning, but month one was really dedicating time for God. And I had never really carved out a space in my day where I was engrossed in whether I'm reading the word, I'm doing my devotional, praying. So month number one was really about that and fasting and praying and getting closer to God. This kind of set up us for the rest of the months. Had we not had month one, um, I don't think that we would have been able to be successful for the, the, the rest of the program. It took some discipline. Um, I'm not going to lie. Um, I wasn't a person that got up, you know, super early because I go to work. I'm the last minute get up person, get ready for work and get out the door. But this was something that I had to get up in the morning, dedicate my time um, with the Lord. And now I absolutely love it. I, it's a part of my every day. Um, it doesn't matter if it's the weekend. I'm up early and I'm spending time with the Lord. And that's something that I won't stop doing because it changes the way I set my day. I can tell that just spending that time changes my mood and how I approach the day. Absolutely. Absolutely. So let's get into month two and, and get into, you know, becoming a wife, you know, why some people are, you know, really, really listening to this podcast today, though, what we just talk about is super important, because you definitely have to have the foundation of God in your life to be able to prepare to become a wife. Tell them what did you think about marriage? before you got into this program and what are your thoughts about marriage and being a wife now? Um, prior to getting to this program, of course, you know, I knew that marriage um, is going to take some work. I knew that, you know, obviously it wasn't going to be roses and that we would have challenges, but I did think of marriage as, Oh, you know, I'm going to have a partner or somebody to be with all the time and you know we're enjoying life and I didn't really think about the responsibility of being a wife I was more into 
I'm going to have somebody here so that I wouldn't be alone. So I was more focused on that. Now that I've gone through the program, a wife is obviously, you know, yes, you're going to have a person there, but there's a lot of responsibility in being a wife. Um, you know, we talked a lot about Proverbs 31, and we really dissected what that means to be a wife. And when we listed all the things that is required to be a wife, I mean, you're a helpmate, you're an intercessor, you're an incubator, and just things that you have to do. So my mindset has changed to, I, you know, it's going to require a lot of prayer. Um, I have to, as a, as a kingdom wife, you know, just how I approach life and walk um, inside and outside of the home, you know, is a reflection on whoever I marry. So, you know, I have changed just the way I walk. Um, and when I'm around my friends, I, I can honestly say, you know, cursing was one of my issues. And, you know, as a kingdom woman, you, you can't do that. And so, you know, as I've gone through this program, you know, I've seen myself consciously stop doing that. And even, you know, things that I, you know, I, I laugh with Marissa, you know, things that I would watch or, or listen to um, in the world, I didn't see an issue with. But as I'm walking to be, and I am a kingdom woman and wife, I've got to be cognizant of what I'm listening to and putting into my spirit. Because when I become a wife, I'm going to be, you know, praying over my family and my husband. And if I put things in my head, my spirit, whether it's, you know, through music or through the um, television or whatever, I'm allowing, you know, evil or the devil or to intercede into my head and not be able to really focus on my relationship and what the word of God is. So it's a lot of influence influences in the world that I didn't really think about until I started going through the rest of the months in this program. Yes. And just going back to just praying over your husband, um, I know that is something that was instructed for you guys to start doing if you weren't doing it before um, within this program. Could you tell uh, the babes out there, you know, how that experience has been, um, you know, praying for your husband, um, if there was any challenges at first and how do you feel about it now? Um, yes, I mean, I believe when we were, you know, first asked to pray over our husbands, I was at a loss because I wasn't sure how to pray or what to say and, you know, what I needed to pray for. So I just began to just, you know, I didn't know at that time who he may be. So it was more of just praying for his health, praying for his relationship with God. But as I continued through the program and God revealed some things to me, they became a lot more specific. Um, as I believe God has told me who my husband is going to be, I, I am now praying more for who he is and who I believe he is. And it's very direct and um, focused prayers versus general prayers in the beginning. I mean, I'm going to continue, you know, to pray and ask God to reveal to me the more about him and his life so that I know what to pray for. Um, but I think it has evolved greatly 
to what it was in the beginning. Yeah, I was the exact same way when I would pray for my husband first, as I mentioned here on the podcast before, I would just pray and say, you know, I hope that he's this way and I hope that he's tall, he's dark, he's handsome. (laughs) And, you know, those are the things I pray for. And then, you know, one day God just had to stop me like, listen, that is not what you need to pray for, you know, and something just shifted in me in that moment. And I'm like, I need to pray for this man's safety. And I started to pray for, you know, his health and his day. So it started all very minor. And then from there, God started to reveal what exactly I needed to pray for, for my husband, just as he did for you. And if I didn't have that relationship or building that relationship with God, I wouldn't be able to hear Holy Spirit tell me what to pray for in regards for my future husband. This is totally real, guys. This is real. When I say there is, you know, I made a connection in the spirit with my husband that I could start to feel how he felt or if he was having a good day or having a bad day. Like this truly, truly happens when you pray in the spirit. And when you have that relationship with God, he reveals things to you that you, you know, may not have seen or noticed before, but you have to be very in tune with him. So as you continue to pray again, don't try to force it, but just continue to pray genuinely from your heart and he'll start to open up doors and and things that you haven't seen before in regards to your husband, but you have to be, your heart posture has to be right and you have to be in that preparation mode. Okay. So he has to fuel you in that preparation mode. So can, you know, continue to pray for your husbands out there. If you are, you know, wanting a husband, make sure that you are adding him into your prayers and pray for his strength, Pray, pray for the minor things, you know, and as you continue to elevate in your prayer, God will start to reveal things, you know, to you about your husband. So how did you feel when you found out who your husband was going to be. You got to let them know. How did you feel? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Honestly, I mean, when he revealed it to me, I literally, when I heard it, I was like, no, Mm -mm, I can't. I didn't, um, I don't foresee that. And I honestly, I really didn't think I heard what I heard. And I was out about running errands. And when I heard it, I turned around and could have sworn somebody was talking to somebody else. I've embraced it now. I can tell you I struggled with it in the beginning um, because it wasn't what I expected. Um, I can tell you, as Marissa says, you know, I've done the same prayers. I want tall, dark, handsome, you know, all this other stuff. I want to be professional and this, that, and the other. And so when God revealed to me who my husband is going to be, it wasn't in the least of what I would think. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and then I started to think, okay, if that is him, that means there's all greater responsibility that I'm going to have. And then I started to honestly get worried that I'm going to be able to do this. And through my, you know, mentoring sessions with Marissa and just this going through this group, I've kind of, I mean, I pretty much embraced it. And so that I'm changing my lifestyle because I am preparing myself for what it's going to become so that I can be the wife that I'm going to be to this man. But it's taken a lot for me to get there because honestly, in the beginning, I couldn't believe that God said what he said. Right. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and I mean, you have the tools, you have the tools, you have gone through this program, you have the tools. And that's the main thing that you know what to do to continue to, you know, prepare, you continue building your relationship with God, you continue to, you know, become that kingdom woman, you know what this kingdom woman is. So now you just strive to be what a kingdom woman is, what a kingdom wife is. And now you know what functions are of a kingdom man. So you know, when this man comes in, you're, you're ready, you know, to carry out your functions and him carry out his functions. Will you bump heads at times? Yes, but it won't be as hard because you have prepared yourself. And, and that's another thing that we have to pray for as well, that our husbands are being prepared in the same manner that we are, you know, preparing as well that he's investing in himself as well to prepare that he has godly mentors around him pouring into him you know about marriage and who he needs to be as a man and a husband so talking about husband in month number three we talked you know went into about those kingdom husbands and kingdom men and you guys actually got to, you know, hear from two uh, kingdom men, one who, you know, is engaged to be married, one who is still rising up in his kingdom mandom. So, uh, you know, what can you tell the babes about, you know, waiting on this type of kingdom man? Um, well, I, I think when we got introduced or which was very refreshing um, to have those guests that you had on there. Um, it was two different perspectives. Um, I, you know, can honestly say women, they're out there. Um, they are kingdom men out there. They, um, to hear them with their mindsets and their love for God and their focus for God was so refreshing um, because I think we as women don't think that they're out there. And so when we got exposed to it, um, it was very refreshing, you know, one man and his walk um, from, you know, day one, he was very determined and now he's getting ready to get married from, you know, to the other gentleman that you had on there that, you know, is continuing to walk. But it was refreshing because, you know, I know I have girlfriends that have honestly discouraged me and told me that there's not a, such a man out there that's going to wait to have sex. and you know, wait for all the things that I'm saying that I'm requiring. And when I heard from these men, I'm like, they're out there. And so for me, um, it was very good to hear that. Um, for now, I kind of understand more about a kingdom man, you know, their walk for with God. I mean, it says, you know, they've got to prepare because to they've got to love their wives as they love the church their walk with God has to be incredibly strong and listening to the men and how they're focused and their prayer life and their reading word and you know they're one to have bible study with the the women they meet but one of the things that really stuck stuck out for me is you know we as women I can tell you and we're still kind of hit on it early on in the program but the men kind of I think hit it home for me um we got to get busy being the kingdom women that we need to be. What's attractive to them, and they, they both have said it, is when we're busy doing kingdom work and having our own life, that is very attractive to them. I think we spend a lot of time focusing on, you know, getting a man and the things that you need to require to get a man, but that's not what's really attracting them. 
it is you focusing on your relationship, you having your own life, and you focusing on things that you're doing at church. And when you come to the table, you're building a friendship, and that's what it starts off as. It's not we, um, one of the gentlemen says, are we ready? We talk about we want a kingdom husband, but are we ready to receive what a true kingdom man is? Because he comes with a prayer life. He comes with a relationship with God. He comes with his boundaries and his expectations. And if you guys are not on the same page, then you're not going to be ready for that kingdom husband. Absolutely. Absolutely. And just like one of the gentlemen said as well, and just to piggyback off of what you were saying, like, you know, when he met his now fiance, she had her own life. She was doing what she was doing in these streets. She was not out here looking for a man, you know, and they were friends. No one was thinking about dating when they, when they became friends either. They just were just general brother and sister. And um, like I tell you guys here on the podcast, and like I spoke about in the courting versus dating podcast, you need not put labels on everything. You need not go so deep into when you meet a man and you may think he's attractive, but you don't know his heart. You don't know everything about him. So don't dive so deep into it. Be friends, be friends and also go to God and ask, do you need to be, do you need to be connected fully to this person or do you need to deal with this person from afar? Don't be so quick to bring people so deep into your connection and, you know, men so deep into your connection when they may not be they're not supposed to be a part of that connection. They may just need to be there for a season and then they're out just teaching you something in that season. So it's great just to be friends, just to be associates, go out in groups. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, some people may say, oh, that's just, you know, that's a whack, like to do that. No, it's not. It's the proper thing to do. You know, it holds you accountable and you're not looking at things so like so deeply. And you can get to see and observe that person and see who they really are because there's no mask on. If the observation, you know, heightens, God is going to make a way. God is going to orchestrate everything to bring you two together. Just be free with it. Just be friends, okay? And make sure you're watching the times that you go out as well. Like I always say, I do not go out at night with a man, even my brothers now. And I wish, you know, one of the brothers was on here to attest to it but when we go out it's early in the day I say hey can you meet at 12 or 1 and then before the the sun goes down now in this season at 5 o'clock I am out at 4 o'clock okay I am back in the house when the sun is down because we don't want any temptation to rise up and you know and as I always say the the enemy prowls around at night in which he does that is his prime time to try to bring you down and invoke temptation in your life so I I mean, I love that he said that she had her own life. And I love that, you know, he he took the, you know, they took the road of being friends and then courtship. It wasn't friends and dating. There's no, I mean, there's a such thing as dating. I don't believe in dating. However, I don't think it's kingdom in a way to date. Um, 
because if you actually look up the definition of dating, and again, I'm not going to go all into courting versus dating. You can go back and listen to that episode, but it's more so dating is more so around being romantic and we have no business being romantic in the friend stage that comes after after marriage. Once we are joined together, then we could get as, as romantic as we want to get. But in this beginning stage, it's just learning about that person, learn their insides out, what they like, what they dislike. Have they been arrested before? Or have they had bankruptcy before? Like really learning about that person before taking, you know, a step further into courtship. So friends, courtship, your engagement, and then marriage, leave the whole dating thing out. And I know some people are saying, well, how am I going to meet this person? I'm not dating. You just, you live, just live in this world. Again, you can go out with your friends. I just said, I just, I go out with my brothers. Again, they're friends all the time. These are not my blood brothers. These are my brothers in Christ. I go out with them all the time, but we don't delve into, you know, trying to get in relationships with each other. We all, we just talk. We just have fun. We enjoy life and enjoy this earth that God has put us on. And when you are out with men who are kingdom and who are godly, that's the type of fun you're going to have. No one's going to be trying to get into your pants. Okay. I can't say he won't have the thoughts, you know, sometimes men are men, you know, and some we're women too, you know, and we may think he's handsome. He may think you're cute, but those aren't going to be the conversations. Most of the conversations are going to revolve around God or they're going to re- just revolve around something fun and interesting, you know, or, you know, just even just asking you, you know, about who you are. It's not about jumping right into, you know, a relationship or jumping into the bed. So these are the type of men that you want to attract. And I'm getting off my soapbox. Because I done spent the whole hour talking about this. So, <laughs> so Valencia, I just want to say I'm just super proud of you. Just seeing, you know, from, you know, how things have gone from the very beginning of this program up until now. Does the preparation stop? No, it continues to go. Hey, I, I'm still preparing. I mean, my preparation does not stop. And once I get, you know, married, then there's even more, you know, <laughs> to go. Like our preparation does not stop. Our building our relationship with God does not stop. So if you could just tell my babes out there just some advice for them that are, you know, want for those out there that want to be wives, what what advice do you have for them? Um, I think the biggest advice, um, if you do want to be a wife, um, I think you need to really prepare yourself for what that really means. Find out in your heart what you and God say a wife is and pursue that to what he tells you to do. Um, Don't let the world tell you what a wife is. Seek God first and allow him to guide you and then start preparing. Um, You have to prepare for this. This is not something that you just willy-nilly wake up and say, I'm going to be a wife. So it really is going to God asking and seeking him for guidance and then begin preparing. And that's what I've been doing through this program. Yeah, absolutely. So any advice for those that are on the fence about coming into the into this program? Because I have spoken to a lot of women, you know, that have applied and, you know, they've been on the fence um, about moving forward uh, with the program. Any advice for those that are on the fence and any advice for those, you know, that 
are coming into the program? Um, first, all the ones that are on the fence. I'm, honestly, I'm, I'm going to say it took me a minute um, when I first started listening to Marissa because of my cousin. Um, I, I listened to her, you know, her spiel about it, and I was on the fence. And I was like, you know, is this something I want to do? You know, is it a, you know, does God want me to do it? So I just wavered. And then I just began to pray about it. But then I thought to myself, well, what have I done to prepare myself? And how do I know how to prepare myself? That was my thing. I was praying and asking God, but I really wasn't, I didn't know how to prepare. And so I decided to invest in myself. And that's how I took it. I took it as I'm taking a step to invest in myself, um, which leads to advice for women once you get into program please get in the program with the mindset of you investing and that you will have to do work. Marissa requires you to do work and you have to be committed to that in order to be, to come out of here really truly have a successful experience. And that means you can't lack on the assignments. You can't lack on the things that she's asking you to do because at the end of the day, you're going to get the good results um, from doing the work. And so be willing to put in the work, set aside some of the things that you have done in the past, just during the time that you're doing this program, because trust me and believe that things that you did, I did 90 days ago, but I put it aside. And now I'm thinking, I'm not quite sure I want to pick it back up anymore. So I think just really investing in yourself, being prepared and willing to do the work. Absolutely. That willing to do the work is absolutely important. I tried to explain that in the, um, in the initial application call um, to make sure that this is something that you really want to do. And I even, you know, at times have people go back and pray and seek God before entering into this program. Um, because like I, I tell you all, you know, I am a straight up coach, you know, and um, I do come off, you know, in a way that is coach-like, you know, just like a basketball coach or a football coach, you know, that's the type of coach I am. And it's only because, you know, I know that you have the, the potential. I know that God has already equipped you with what you need to do it. And sometimes, you know, you, you, you don't believe it, but I know it's there because I know what God has, you know, how God has created us to be. And sometimes, you know, I just have to pull that out of you. So, you know, and there's a lot of work to be done. This is not a program and this is not to scare anyone off, but just to educate and inform you that this is not a program in which, you know, you sit around and twiddle your thumbs and wait for me to lecture, you know, on certain topics. Like, you know, you, you, you participate, you, you do lessons and you do things of, of the sort. So once you get out of the program, you can actually use the tools that you were given in this program to continue on with your preparation until your husband find you. I went through the same thing. Everything that I teach you, every mentee, every every cycle of this program, I've gone through it. I've gone through the month number one. Okay, but mine was a little longer, but I went through the month number one of getting closer to God and um, 
you know, building that relationship with no mentor and no pastor or anything around me. And, you know, and sometimes you have to look and say, wow, you know, there's someone out here that's really looking and really wants to invest in me to help me elevate my my relationship with God but I went through that you know being in God's presence and and learning how to talk to him and just talk to him you know there's no you know a uh, fancy way to talk to God which some people think there's a fancy way to talk to him because they hear other people pray the way you talk to God is the way you talk to God and your relationship with him so I had to go through that I had to go through leaning on him when I had nothing else or no one else and just knowing that I can trust in him and glean from him I went through the month number two of finding out who I was as a woman and who I was as a kingdom woman, knowing that I am a kingdom woman and that I'm a wife already, because when you think it, that's who you are. If you, if you are a wife and you think you're a wife, that's who you are. If you think that you are not a wife, you're not a wife. It always starts with your mind set. So it took me, you know, I went through my month number two, just like the program and finding out who I am, finding out who a kingdom woman is studying. I did my own assignments. I put myself through my own boot camp along with God, you know, leading it, looking at YouTube videos, getting books, reading and really studying about who this woman is and really getting into the women of the Bible, getting into Deborah, getting into Esther, getting into Ruth, getting into Hannah, and really dissecting these women, you know, within the Bible. Then I moved on to what num uh, month number three is in this program, finding out about the kingdom man. What does a kingdom man want? You know, what does he look for in a woman? What is his functions truly? You know, I've, it's been years, years and years that I've been overstepping and doing things that are the functions of a man. And this is why you have clashing because you don't know what your functions are or you don't know what this man's functions are. So I read books on it. I watch YouTube videos. I talk to men. You know, I really researched this thing out to find out how to talk to men, what they want. You know, do they require love or do they require respect? Do you know these things? And if you don't, you're stunting your growth. So if it's not this program, find a program, you know, that teaches you, you know, how to prepare to be a wife. And not only that, this program puts you in a direction of becoming whole because you have to become whole. You have to position yourself to be able to receive the blessing if you are not whole. You, you will not properly receive the blessing or the blessing will be delayed. I, heard, I hear so many women out here saying, oh, you don't have to be whole to receive a husband. Okay, you, you can go ahead and do that, but you're going to have issues and you're going to have problems that you could have avoided. You could ha you were going to have issues and problems that you could have avoided. Okay, so there, you can go out today and get yourself a husband. You know, is it ordained by God? I mean, probably not <laughs> because he wants us to prepare for the blessings that he gives to us because he wants us to be ready to receive them and steward over those blessings correctly. Because if we don't store over the blessings correctly, you know, it's not going to last. It's not going to last. And they slip right through our fingers. Okay. And we mishandle them. So once again, Valencia, I have enjoyed you today. I have enjoyed your wise words today. I love the perspective that you came with today. Um, and just, you know, being a little, uh, you know, a little bit more, you know, seasoned than the rest <laughs> of the girls. 
<laughs> I ain't gonna use the old okay because I mean I'm up there too but <laughs> just being more seasoned than the rest of the ladies that have gone through the program I just like you know that you know other ladies out there that may be seasoned and out there you know thinking hey I don't know if my husband's going to come or can I even be a wife and just to hear you you know and your perspective and talk about it you know and I pray that this gives them hope and I pray that this gives them a push to go ahead and apply for this program and you know go through these 90 days and get your your start and your your preparation going so God can bless you you never know how long it's going to take you know it only took me a year he I mean it took me a year with all everything I just said I went through it for a year and then God said you know prepare for your husband he's coming so when you're prepared he has no problem dropping that thing on you your mindset's right your heart posture's right and you are ready those blessings come like water okay so again thank you again Valencia I don't know okay. if you have any last words before we <laughs> close out today no just want to thank you so much for having me on I, I greatly appreciate it and um I have loved being in the program. I'm going to miss having to hear your coaching words all the time. So you truly have been a blessing. Awesome. And it has been an honor to be your coach and mentor for these 90 days, as I have said before. And I just love to see the fruits of my labor that have been directed <laughs> by God, you know, really pan out. I mean, it's so rewarding. It's more, it's better than money. Honestly, it is just to see someone's life, you know, transform and know that it's only going to get better from here. You know, it is it's definitely, truly, truly a blessing. And I'm, I'm full. Like, I'm super full. That's why I'm taking a vacation. For the next couple of weeks, <laughs> until this next group starts on February 23rd. So once again, if you have not yet signed up for the uh, Future White Bootcamp, do so today. The link is in the bio. Sign up also and get your tickets for Relationship Goals 101, the Blueprint Conference and Retreat, September 18th through the 19th in South Beach, Miami, Florida. Once again, I want to thank my guest, Valencia, for coming on today. It has been fun. It has been a pleasure to have her on today and I will see you on the next podcast. Bye-bye.